Hello and welcome. On this episode of the Campus Experience, you'll hear the condensed version of a two and a half hour workshop that I ran for the Next Step Forum in Nigeria, where 256 young Nigerian leaders came together to hear about my journey. By using a combination of WhatsApp messages and text responses to questions, we conducted this session so it was mobile compatible and internet friendly using voice recordings. The audience was so engaged, so I've downloaded each of the audio clips, stitched them together, and over the next 30 minutes, you will hear seven of the principles that helped me build Campus Consultancy. And I hope there's something in here that can help you too. Enjoy. It's been amazing. Thank you very much. We are so, so, so happy. It's been amazing, Josh. Thank you. Hello, Next Steps Forum. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited and really honored to speak with you. It's 7 a.m. in Melbourne, Australia. Has anyone been to Melbourne before or planning to come to Australia in the future? If you are, let me know. Definitely drop me a line. There's always a spare couch that someone can stay on. Would love to meet you all in person. Thanks for everyone who's reached out on LinkedIn so far. I love it. If you have LinkedIn, reach out, add me, tag me in posts. I just took a little selfie and put it up just then while I was waiting. Let me know if this audio is okay. Uh, I can type, I can text. I'd love to speak to you in audio if possible, but if the quality is not so good or the internet reception is causing problems, I will just text. So this one minute audio clip, just tell me thumbs up or thumbs down, is this audio okay? And we'll go from there. Okay, so I think we'll go with a little bit of audio and we'll just see how that works. I will try to type out a summary of what I say. So when you play it, I'll type it. So thanks for having me. Uh, I'll try to aim to be on the line for about an hour and mix up content and questions, but let's get into it. So firstly, my name's Josh Farr. I grew up in Australia. I grew up in a little country town about four hours drive inland from a city. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, but I was good at maths and science. So even though I wanted to do psychology originally, and I really wanted to help teenage boys work through all the issues that teenage boys have, I ended up doing engineering. So I went to university to study engineering and the way I ended up, and this is a lead into where I am now, the way I ended up making friends was getting involved in on-campus life. So I know a lot of you are at university, you might be members of groups, clubs or societies, uh, it might be an engineering club or a fundraising club or a group like this, the Next Steps Forum, a great place to meet friends. So I got really involved with those areas and this is the first principle I want to talk on. So today I want to share seven principles that have helped me in entrepreneurship and life and the first one is to solve a real problem. So. I didn't have friends on campus. That was my problem. I really wanted to make friends. And the way I made friends was getting involved with clubs and societies. So when I became the president of my club and society, I wanted to know how to help more people come together and make friendships on campus. So I went to the head of the engineering faculty, the School of Engineering, and said, this club is really important. It really matters. How can we get more people involved? Um, what do you need us to do? And he said, if you can help students make friends, then students will stay in university. 
So the university had a vested interest. They had a financial interest in the club running really well because it helped students stay enrolled in university, which was good for them, good for business, but also it helped them make friends, which is what I cared about. So principle number one, solve a real problem. The real problem for me was a lack of friends and therefore all the students. The real problem for the university was they wanted students to stay engaged. So by solving a problem for them, it helped them support us in everything we wanted to do. I'm gonna type this out, see how we go. Awesome, from uh, Chris Antis, I believe. Entrepreneurship equals problem solving. 100%, so this is what we always say all the time. We say entrepreneurs reframe problems as opportunities. So if there's a problem that you're facing right now in your life, other people are experiencing it too. This leads me on to principle number two out of the seven. The second principle is scratch your own itch. So I get this from a guy named Tim Ferriss. Now, I don't know if anyone listens to podcasts. They're freely available. If you're listening to the audio right now, you might really enjoy podcasts as well. Tim Ferriss is probably my favorite podcaster. He has hundreds of podcasts and they're all free. And Tim has this, I say Tim as if I know him. He's like a New York Times best-selling author. I wish one day, Tim, if you ever hear this, I'd love to meet you. Uh, he's incredible. He has this principle, scratch your own itch. So how he started his first business was he realized he spent lots of money on health supplements and thought, what if instead of me spending money on health supplements, I made a business around them because I understand them and actually turned what cost him money into a money-making opportunity. So scratch your own itch means if there's a problem that you experience and you can solve it for yourself, and other people, then that's really, really valuable. So for me, when I was at university and I was running a student club, I had no experience really leading a team before. I'd never been the president of anything. Uh, it was my biggest ever leadership opportunity. So after coming back to Australia, after a little bit of travel post-university, I started working with university clubs and societies all over the country. And what I realized was pretty much all of them had the exact same problems I had when I was a club president. They had no real experience managing money, no real experience managing teams, no experience doing sponsorships. And what I wanted to do was try to build a solution that I wish I had when I was a student. So for example, I built a training program that helps young leaders be better leaders of organizations and uses all the best uh, information from books, TED Talks, podcasts about leadership, entrepreneurship, and emotional intelligence. So it's what I wish I had. I know that I had at least one customer because I would have paid for it if it existed back in my day. So principle number two from good old Tim Ferriss, scratch your own itch. Find something that's a problem that maybe you're experiencing or you have a lot of experience with and try to solve that. If you can solve it for yourself, you can solve it for others, potentially you can turn that into a business. I'd love to know what's a problem that you're facing and how could you potentially solve it in a way that could help lots of people? Now, the really important thing here is if you produce a product or a service, you need to know if it actually solves the problem for the person you care about. 
So in adding value, which is principle number three, add value first, you want to figure out how do you put a lot of value into the hands or the minds of your audience before you ask for anything in return. So for me, when I run programs, the customer is the university, but the user is the student. Very, very different. So for the user, that's who I'm centered around some of the time when I'm producing eBooks or podcasts and all those resources are free. But when I'm trying to get to communicate with them and add value to them, I'm not just promoting myself. In the eBooks, I'm interviewing student leaders. I'm bringing in their insights. I'm sharing them uh, with the other users. Podcasts are exactly the same. Even though, though they take hours and hours of time, none of which I'm paid for, I love doing it. I get a lot out of it, but I want to share their insights with all other students. I want to take the insights of leaders and share those with the world. So principle number three is how could you add a whole bunch of value to the people you want to serve? So if you've got an idea for a business or a concept, how do you break that down and figure out what does your audience need to know? What could you teach them so they better understand the problem? So question from Gideon, if you see a problem but you're strained by finance, if finance is the issue, you want to figure out what underlies that at its root cause. So for example, there was a question earlier about not being able to afford to go to university. How do you help people do that? There's lots of reasons why people can't afford to go to university and we have that in Australia as well. So sometimes it's because the individual student doesn't have enough money. So, but why don't they have enough money? Is it that they can't get a job? Is it that they have a disability that they need to pay for? Is it that they have kids that they need to pay for? Maybe they have credit card debt that they need to pay for. Those are all really different. Sometimes it's distance to the university. So they want to study engineering, but they need to travel 300 kilometers to go to a university that offers that. Okay, so travel might be the problem. Is there a cheaper way to travel? Can they find somewhere to live in the city that lets them go there? The point here is lots of people say money is the problem. Always, I believe, there's a reason underneath the money. Now, you might say, okay, that's well and good, but we still need money. You do. But if you're trying to help other people, you want to understand what the root cause of the problem is. That's much more valuable to understand because that you can do something about. If someone doesn't have money because they can't get a job because they don't know how to write a resume, you can help them write a resume. That'll help them get a job. That'll help them get money, which is valuable. So if you can help them solve that problem, which is really the ability to write a resume, you then help them get money, which therefore is valuable to them. Principle number three, add value. Okay, principle number four. The number one thing I've got from starting my own business and learning about this world is trying every day to become a better person. Now, we're all kind of monsters deep down in our souls. We all have our demons. We all have things that we're embarrassed of or not proud of or things that we're working on. But I believe always trying to make yourself a better person is a really great place to start and not comparing yourself to somebody else, but comparing yourself to, in the words of Jordan Peterson, who you were yesterday. So how have I done that in business? I've focused on things that make my life better and the lives of other people better. That gives me energy. So principle number four is only do things that give you energy. I look at my different sources of energy as my relationships, as my physical body, 
as my mental state and my skills and also the spiritual side. Um, I'm not a religious person, but I know that if I'm out in nature, if I'm helping people, there's something inside of me that just feels incredible. And it's not about achievement or money. It's about contributing to others. So I try to do things every week or every day that give me energy across those different categories. I know that if I'm going for a run or lifting weights or doing some exercise, I feel really good. I know that if I'm pushing myself and challenging myself to learn and grow, that I show up better in my relationships. I come home from a hard day and I feel really good. I'm really positive. So in business, this has really helped me because when I work with students and I work with leaders, I tell them that they need to work on developing themselves so they can be the best leader, the best team member and add the most value to society. So for you, it's if you're trying to help other people, don't forget about yourself in the process. If you can grow as a person, as a human and become better every day, you'll have more to give to other people. So do things that give you energy. All right, number five. This is so much fun. We've been going for over an hour already and I'm loving the questions coming in. Thank you all for the feedback. Joss, who gave me a 9.99 out of 10, mate, I'll do whatever I need to do to get it to a 10 out of 10. Uh, I think it was Beth who gave me a 9 out of 10. I want to give you that extra point. Tell me what you need. Thanks for everyone who said it was a 100 out of 10 and you're loving it. Uh, it's really an honor to be here. I'm loving your questions. So let's rip into point number five. So Point number five is around focusing on outputs and outcomes. Now, I get this from Anactus. So if you've never heard of Anactus, you need to Google it right now, or maybe when this is over. Um, Michael Ajayi is the country leader in Nigeria from Anactus. Um, it's in lots of different universities. And what Anactus does is it takes university students and helps them build social businesses that do good across five different fronts. Now, I said principle number five was focusing on outputs and outcomes. This is really important. And Anactus taught me this, and it's been so valuable. Now, outputs are what you do, what you produce. If you write a book and you make a 1,000 books, great, you've, you've sold a 1,000 books. If you run an education program and you take 500 students through a course, that's data. That's an output. You've taken 500 students through. If you sell... Chocolate, I know Nigeria has an amazing organic chocolate market. You might sell organic chocolate bars in the shape of love hearts for Valentine's Day. If that's a big holiday in Nigeria, I don't know, let me know. But there's potentially a business idea. You might sell 100 chocolates and you might sell them for a dollar and make $100. Great. That's your output. Now, what Anactus taught me was the value of outcomes. And there are five different Anactus livelihoods or Anactus outcomes that they talk about. Financial, natural, physical, human, and social outcomes. I want to tell you what each of them are. And I want you, when you're thinking of your businesses, to focus in on the outcomes, the change you're trying to make in the world, not just the outputs. So the first one, financial outcomes. These make sense. Uh, financial outcomes are things like more profit or more jobs. If you start a business creating Love Heart Chocolates for Valentine's Day and you employ five of your friends, you've created jobs. So you've created a financial outcome, which is amazing. Number two is natural. So this might be about land, air, or waste. So if you know that uh, plastic is a problem, or if you know that um, there's some sort of waste from maybe 
um, oranges or something like that and the orange peels are going to waste. If you can use that waste and do something with it and make it valuable, that's a natural outcome. It's not, if it's plastic, it's not going into landfill. It's not making the environment worse. You're making the environment better. Number three is physical. So a physical livelihood or a physical outcome is something like shelter, clean water, uh, sorry, shelter, clean energy or water supply. So if you can make infrastructure. So I know lots of you have been adding me on LinkedIn, which I love. I want everyone to add me, chat. If you have questions, let me know. I'll try to help. Uh, and I'm an engineer too. So for engineers, that's what we do, particularly civil. So if you're a solar engineer, as I know some of you are, if you create a clean energy solution, so if you create a little solar light that has a panel in it, that you can make for $5 and give to school students so they can study at night if they don't have electricity, like you're creating clean energy. That's a physical outcome. You might also create shelter. You might be able to rebuild a roof or create a solution for an orphanage or something like that. You're building something that's a physical outcome. Number four is human. So this is really where my business is focused um, from a user perspective on building skills and building leadership. So we know skills are valuable. If everybody in this group did a business course and learnt how to build a business in 10 steps, then that would be a skill that you could teach to other people. You could use it to create your own business. That's an outcome. Leadership is also counted as a human outcome. This group creates leaders. You are all leaders even by being here. Like you don't know how special you are. Maybe you do, some of you. I think you're all incredible. It's 9 p.m., nearly 10 p.m. now on a Saturday night in Nigeria, and you're listening to WhatsApp to some random guy in Australia talking about entrepreneurship and leadership. By giving your time, you're being a leader. So the, the outcome of this group is a human outcome with leadership results. Now, I'd follow that through. I want to know what all of you do, 300 plus of you on this, on this group. What do you go and do in the world? But that's a human outcome. And then number five is social outcomes. So this is about communities, relationships, and mentors. If by being in this group or being on this call, you come together as a community, you find people who you resonate with. If you have a business idea, put it in the chat. If you want to work on chocolate or books or sunglasses or building shelters or whatever it is, put it in the group and see who's interested. You can message each other. So if someone says, yeah, I actually want to make those chocolate things that Josh said, or I want to write a book about growing up in Nigeria as a, um, as a young female student from a country region, do it. Get help. A social outcome is if you build relationships. So five outcomes, financial, natural, physical, human, and social. Be clear about what your outcome is. Measure your outputs, what you actually produce, but also measure your outcomes. This has been nearly six minutes, huge one. I'll write this down in the chat now. All right, principle number six, before we get into it, loving that the comments just come through that one of the outcomes of this group is a human outcome with leadership results. It totally is. Um, you're building relationships as well, so there's some community results there, which is just absolutely Beautiful to see social outcomes as well. So let's get into it. Number six. Number six comes from Seneca. Now, Seneca is a ancient philosopher, well past. It's S-E-N-E-C-A. 
the talk, the outline of this talk is also on my socials. I'll send it through and it'll all be packaged up in a PDF. Everything from this chat will go out as well as this will obviously be on the podcast. So why is Seneca important? The principle I got from Seneca is to subtract rather than add to solve problems. So what does this mean? When I have a problem in my life, I used to say, well, what, do, what extra thing do I need to solve this problem? Sometimes though, one of the great tools I've found is to say, maybe I don't need something else. I don't need a new iPhone. I don't need to buy a new t-shirt. I don't need a new set of sunglasses to solve my problem. What I actually might need to do is remove something that's either painful or a waste of time or a bad habit or actually causing me issues. Now, this can be tough. Sometimes the thing that's a problem in your life might be one of your friends. Sometimes it might be an employer or an employee. Sometimes it might be something like a habit that you've had your whole life that you've never even thought was a problem. So for instance, one of the things for me, I stopped drinking alcohol nearly one year ago. And the reason was it cost a lot of money. I didn't like being drunk. I didn't like not being in control. And I had hangovers the next day. So those were three really big problems that I was like, why do I keep doing this? So instead of trying to add something else into my life, I removed that and haven't had alcohol besides a little sip of wine here and there. Um, I haven't had a, a full drink in nearly a year. So subtracting bad habits, and if you look inwards is the best place, subtract things that you don't think serve you so that you can put more of your time and energy into things that make your life better and others' lives better. Now, how do I do this in the business? With Campus, I now do four things and four things only. I present programs and training programs, kind of like this. I'm presenting information. I create programs. So after this, I'm going to turn this into a, a podcast, which will be cool. Other people can listen to it. I sell programs. So I go to universities and I promote what I do. And selling is really important, maybe a topic for another day, because selling it allows me to do it. If I didn't turn this into a business, if I didn't prove that it had a financial outcome as well as a human and social outcome for the customer, which is a university, if I couldn't prove that it was valuable, I wouldn't be able to do this and I wouldn't be able to serve. And I see leadership as service. I've said that before already. To serve as a leader, I believe you need a sustainable business model. So number three, selling programs is a big part of it. And number four is to give and give unconditionally. So if I'm recording podcasts, if I'm writing posts on LinkedIn, if I'm doing mentoring, I'm just giving. That gives me energy. That makes me feel amazing. So the four things I really focus on and I look at my whole week, which of the four buckets does it fall into? Am I presenting programs, creating programs, selling programs, or giving? And for me, that's so simple and is such a clean way to look at life. So for you, what is something that you might benefit from removing rather than something that you think you need to add to life. Hit me up in the questions right now. I'd love to know what you think. And then we'll record our seventh principle soon. All right. You guys have been an amazing audience. This is my seventh principle. And by no means is this everything. So there's lots and lots of stuff to focus on here. Uh, maybe a quick summary would be find a real problem, go and speak to real people, figure out the context around that problem. If you've experienced it and can scratch your own itch, so to speak, that's really helpful to understand the mechanics of how it works. 
focus on adding as much value as you can as quickly as possible, knowing that you're likely not going to be paid at the start for adding value, and that's okay. Do things that give you energy and focus on the different components of your energy, always trying to become a better person and thinking about how investing in yourself will make you a better team member, a better leader, and ultimately be able to give more. Uh, number five is focusing on the outputs and impacts on other people's lives, which we've gone through in detail. And number six, focusing on how to subtract rather than add to solve problems. So you've got lots on, you're taking on a new business or an endeavor or a role. You've only got so much time in the day. So rather than try to cram everything in, cut out the things that you don't think are good, that don't make your life better, put more and focus on the good stuff. Put all your energy into the things that work. Number seven, let's wrap this up. Number seven, I think is so important, keep learning. I don't have a quote for it. It's pretty simple. Just keep learning. Now, I know that sometimes resources get in the way, so things that are free. Uh, with an internet connection, you've got TED Talks. If you go to the top 20 TED Talks of all time, it's a great place to start. They're free, they're 20 minutes, they're fun and easy to listen to. You can learn all sorts of different things. I really recommend checking out the Tony Robbins TED Talk about the six needs that drive human behavior. I forget what it's called. It's absolutely brilliant. It's how I view the world. It's fundamentally changed my entire life. So that's amazing. I recommend that one for sure. Um, there's also a really interesting one by a guy named Dan Pallada, why, why everything we think about charity is wrong. That's quite confronting in the two different models. So particularly if you're in this group, you're thinking about social impact. Um, his solution I don't necessarily agree with. His solution is, well, we should pump more money into charities. Um, and take a bigger part of GDP. I think we should. there's an element there that I don't understand at a macroeconomic level, but what I really think the value is is comparing for-profit and non-for-profit and then saying, how do we build social enterprise, aka for-profit businesses that are focused on you know those five um, and act as livelihood outcomes? How do we make sure we're making social businesses that are profitable and sustainable but also make the world better? So that's how I'd conclude that. TED Talks are great. Podcasts are definitely great. We have a podcast, um, The Campus Experience, which is free. I'll link it in the notes. And I'm going to turn this into a podcast. So you guys will all be part of our campus experience, which is going to be great. It's podcasts all over the world. I mentioned the Tim Ferriss podcast. There's lots of other business podcasts out there. Um, and ones from different audiences as well. This one's made by students. There's ones made by female entrepreneurs. There's ones made... Um, by all sorts of different people. So check them out. Podcasts are great. And obviously YouTube. YouTube's a great one as well, that they're free, that you can go on and learn almost anything. You can actually check out a great series called Business Model Canvas by Eric Reese. I believe he recorded it, who wrote The Lean Startup. And that's on YouTube. And there's like a whole bunch of videos that walk you through like how to build a business from first principles. So I definitely recommend checking that out. It's all free. So keep learning, keep focusing on that stuff, invest in your time, potentially using principle number six, take away something that's not so good for you, that's not a great habit and invest in learning. Can you do an hour of learning a day? Um, two years ago, I read over a hundred books and everyone kept saying, oh, how do you make the time? And literally all I did was, we don't have a TV at home. I don't watch TV. So most people watch a couple hours of TV. I'd read a book, a couple of books a week and I still had lots of free time. I sleep a lot too. Um, what's come up in the chat is this conversation about sleep and you know what do you have to do to sacrifice to sleep. I sleep heaps. I sleep nine, sometimes 10 hours a night. Um, very rarely I'll sleep less, but I love my sleep. 
It's what you do, to use a quote from Gary Vaynerchuk, it's what you do when you're awake that counts. And can you use those hours really well? And relax. If you need four hours off in the afternoon to take care of a family member or watch a sunset, like do that. Be happy. Think long-term because you've got a long career ahead of you and a lot of people who need your help in the world. And that's true for every country. There's a lot of people everywhere who need our help. So we need leaders, but we need you to take care of yourself. So keep learning. Uh, take care of your mental health, your emotional health, your relationships. And then finally, if I can leave you with one thing, share your story. There's more than, I think there's 256 final headcount people in this group for this conversation. You all have stories that are worth sharing. There's an amazing TED talk called the, I think it's the danger of a single story. And it's this concept that what we hear about leaders, what's on TV or in movies, um, it's not representative of the whole world and the whole population. So there are people out there who are in the same situation as you who, and that might be really privileged or that might be who've come from adversity, who have come from a really privileged background and have a great engineering degree and don't know what to do with their lives or people who don't think they could ever get into university, but they're just like you and they need to hear from you. So you have a story that's valuable. Please share it. Platforms like LinkedIn are amazing. I built my business on the back of LinkedIn because that's where so much attention is. I'm not sure on the, the users in uh, Nigeria, but I know so many of you are on LinkedIn. So I'm guessing it's pretty prominent. Find mentors, reach out and ask them to help you. If you have a business idea, ask for help. There aren't any silly questions uh, which come up from Innocent Chukwameka. I don't know if I'm pronouncing your name correctly. It's a beautiful name, Chukwameka. But she said, there's not a, he or she said, there's not a silly question from my view. Uh, but it doesn't snow here. That was me asking, does it snow in Nigeria? That's too funny. So ask a lot of questions, ask for help, but share your stories. They're not conflicting ideas. I think you should share your story and ask for help. I think people get trapped and I got trapped by doing neither because I wasn't sure if I was good enough, if my idea was valuable enough. I really encourage you to share. So this is the last point of the seven. I'm going to go into Q&A for a little while. It's been absolutely amazing speaking to you. This has been nearly a seven-minute recording, so it's going to be funny to, to annotate and write down. You're all incredible. Keep doing what you're doing. It's been an absolute honor to speak with you. Thanks so much, Josh. It's It's been such, such, such a great time with you. Like, I, I actually heard all the voice notes and read the messages because i came kind of late and wow i really got a lot especially the business aspect thank you so much and i pray god bless you amen what did you think of that i have hundreds of hours of recorded talks that i hope to one day sooner rather than later turn into podcast episodes and maybe even a book for all the show notes, you can head to www.campusconsultancy.org forward slash podcasts. And please add me on LinkedIn by searching Josh Farr to let me know what you thought. Thanks for joining me.